Chapter Eleven of Gunsight Pass: How Oil Came to the Cattle Country and Brought a New West by William McLeod Rain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The night clerk gets busy pronto. The stars were out long before Dave's train drew into the suburbs of Denver. It crawled interminably through squalid residence sections, warehouses, and small manufactories, coming to a halt at last in a wilderness of tracks on the border of a small, narrow stream flowing sluggishly between wide banks cut in the clay. Dave swung down from the caboose and looked around in the dim light for the stockyards engine that was to pick up his cars and run them to the unloading pens. He moved forward through the mud, searching the semi-darkness for the switch engine. It was nowhere to be seen. He returned to the caboose. The conductor and brakeman were just leaving. "'My engine's not here. Someone must have slipped up on his job, looks like. Where are the stockyards?' Sanders asked. The conductor was a small, middle-aged man who made it his business to get along with everybody he could. He had distinctly refused to pick up his predecessor's quarrel with Dave. Now he stopped and scratched his head. Too bad. Can't you go uptown and phone out to the stockyards? Or, if you want to take a streetcar out there, you'll have time to hop one at Stout Street. Last one goes about midnight. In those days, the telephone was not a universal necessity. Dave had never used one and did not know how to get his connection. He spent several minutes ringing up, shouting at the operator, and trying to understand what she told him. He did not shout at the girl because he was annoyed. His idea was that he would have to speak loud to have his voice carry. At last he gave up, hot and perspiring from the mental exertion. Outside the drug store, he had just time to catch the last stockyard's car. His watch told him that it was two minutes past twelve. He stepped forty-five minutes later into an office in which sat two men, their feet on a desk. The one in his shirt-sleeves was a smug, baldish young man with clothes cut in the latest mode. He was rather heavy-set and looked flabby. The other man appeared to be a visitor. "'This the office of the Denver Terminal Stockyards Company?' asked Dave. The clerk looked the raw Arizona over from head to foot and back again. The judgment that he passed was indicated by the tone of his voice. "'Name's on the door, ain't it?' he said superciliously. "'You in charge here?' The clerk was amused, or at least took the trouble to seem so. "'You might think so, mightn't you?' "'Are you in charge?' Dave asked evenly. "'Maybe so. What you want?' "'I asked you if you was running this office.' "'Hell, yes. What are your eyes for?' The clerk's visitor sniggered. "'I got a train of cattle on the edge of town,' explained Dave. "'The stockyards engine didn't show up.' "'Consigned to us? "'To the Denver Terminal Stockyards Company. "'Name of shipper? "'West Cattle Company and Henry B. West.' "'All right, I'll take care of them.' The clerk turned back to his friend. His manner dismissed the cowpuncher. And she says to me, I'd love to go with you, Mr. Edmonds. You dance like an angel. Then I says, When? interrupted Dave calmly, but those who knew him might have guessed his voice was a little too gentle. I says, You're some little kidder, and when? 
the man who danced like an angel turned halfway around and looked at the cowboy over his shoulder he was irritated when what he snapped when you going to unload my stock in the morning no sir you'll have it done right now that stock's been more'n two days without water i'm not responsible for that no but you'll be responsible if the train ain't unloaded now said dave it won't hurt em to wait till morning that's where you're wrong they're suffering all of em are alive now but they won't be by morning if they ain't tended to guess i'll take a chance on that since you say it's my responsibility replied the clerk impudently not none announced the man from arizona you'll get busy pronto say is this my business or yours mine and yours both i guess i can run it if i need any help from you i'll ask for it watch me worry about your old cows i've guys coming in here every day with hurry-up tales about how their cattle won't live unless i get a wiggle on me i notice they all are able to take a little nourishment next day all right all right dave caught at the gate of the railing which was between him and the night clerk he could not find the combination to open it and therefore vaulted over he caught the clerk back of the neck by the collar and jounced him up and down hard in his chair you're asleep he explained i gotta waken you up before you can sobby plain talk the clerk looked up out of a white frightened face say don't do that i got heart trouble he said in a voice dry as a whisper what about that onloading proposition asked the arizonan i'll see to it right away presently the clerk with a lantern in his hand was going across to the railroad tracks in front of dave he had quite got over the idea that this lank youth was a safe person to make sport of they found the switch crew in the engine of the cab playing seven up got a job for you train a cattle out at the junction the clerk said swinging up to the cab the men finished the hand and settled up but within a few minutes the engine was running out to the freight train day was breaking before dave tumbled into bed he had left a call with the clerk to be wakened at noon when the bell rang it seemed to him that he had not been asleep five minutes after he had eaten at the stockyards hotel he went out to have a look at his stock he found that on the whole the cattle had stood the trip well while he was still inspecting them a voice boomed at him a question well young fellow are you satisfied with all the trouble you've made me he turned to see standing before him the owner of the fifty-four quarter circle brand the boy's surprise fairly leaped from his eyes didn't expect to see me here i reckon the cattleman went on well i hopped a train as soon as i got your first wire spill your story young man dave told his tale while the ranchman listened in grim silence when sanders had finished the owner of the stock brought a heavy hand down on his shoulder approvingly you can ship cattle for me long as you've a mind to boy you fought for that stock like as if it had been your own you'll do to take along dave flushed with boyish pleasure he had not known whether the cattleman would approve what he had done and after the long strain of the trip this endorsement of his actions was more to him than food and drink they say i'm kind of stubborn i didn't aim to lie down and let those guys run one over me he said your stubbornness is money in my pocket do you want to go back and ride for the fifty-four quarter circle maybe after a while mr west i got business in denver for a few days the cattleman smiled 
Most of my boys have when they hit town, I notice. Well, mine ain't that kind. I reckon it's some more stubbornness, explained Dave. All right. When you've finished that business, I can use you. If Dave could have looked into the future, he would have known that the days would stretch into months and the months to years before his face would turn toward ranch life again. End of chapter 11